you're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. We're back with The Daily American. I want to thank all the listeners around the world. Today we have with us Phil Wambuku. Phil, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure, man. Absolutely. It's a pleasure it's, being here. Appreciate it big time. Appreciate your time. And I'm excited for your story. Why don't you kick us off with where you were born and a bit about your childhood? Oh, yeah. I was born in Kenya, uh, Nairobi. That's the capital city of Kenya. And I, I grew up in Parklands. Um, I grew up in a nested. My childhood was more like uh, very different from, you know, the conventional American way of growing. It was, but it was of, of course close to it. We never had television like that. We mostly played outside. Um, that was, you know, pretty much how it was, I guess. Maybe back in the day in America and everything, but we grew up outside. We played, we played uh, baseball. We played different games. Uh, not necessarily American football, but soccer. We played a lot of soccer down there when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, we, I grew up with a lot of Indians down there. You know, Parklands was known to have a lot of, uh, Indians. And, yeah, my childhood was fun, man. I can't complain about my childhood. Climbing trees, falling down, breaking bones, not telling your parents <laughs> and stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> and, and then trying to hide all the broken, you know, all the wounds on your legs and stuff. So it was crazy, man. We, we had fun. And then, of course, there was a lot of beatings. Got beaten a lot by our parents and stuff. There was, a, it, there was no question about that. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child type of environment. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. That's how it was in my childhood too. Here, not traditionally for most most kids growing up my age, but that's exactly how it was. Because my father was, you know, he was born in Italy, yeah. so he grew up in an orphanage, and he had, you know, spare spare the rod. Yeah. That's exactly that's yeah. exactly what he yeah. lived by. Yeah, we, we grew up. We was like. Yeah, our heartbeats, we used to have heart. Every time we hear our parents come, it's like, damn, what did I do wrong today, bro? Let me check. Did I, did I wash the dishes? Did I, did I do this? <laughs> you know, your heartbeat is always like, <laughs> you don't know what's going on. But, yeah, it was, I mean, you know, normal childhood, you know, in the 80s, growing up. That's pretty much how it was. Television started at 12 o'clock. We only had one uh, TV station. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it was what what did they broadcast on that TV station uh, TV station of course uh, it was more propaganda kind of thing we had uh, at the time it was uh I grew up in the era of uh president Moy and what they used to do is of course uh, the beginning of the news where he was what he was doing and you know he's the best president in the world and uh, you know pretty much introduction to uh the media world at the time. We only have we only had one TV station too. It was called VOK. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it was it, it was different. Saturdays we had, of course, Saturday mornings that when they used to start television. Of course, they started with cartoons and stuff. And because you know, being a kid, I used to love cartoons, you know, Thundercats, Man, all that stuff. So we did grow up the same way, I guess. I wouldn't say the same way with. The American family, but it's kind of similar in the way, you know, we were kind of westernized, you know, we were colonized by the British. So that's why our English is really good. 
compared to other countries and stuff. We were not friends. We only spoke, we spoke Swahili and English. Yeah. So I th- those ones are fluent for me. And of course, my mother tongue, Kikuyu. And of course, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of French. But that, that was self-acquired at the time. So how's the education system growing up? The education, so we have the something called the 844 system. It's more like, uh, it's, 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 Eight years of primary school, four years of high school, and then four years of, uh, four years of the university. So that's why they call it the 844 system. It's, it's, it's pretty much difficult. I'll be honest with you. And it, in fact, uh, it's more jargon-like. You know, it's more like, and I'll be honest with you, some of the things that we learned in school really, I don't see like any use for them now, but we were more like, Introduced to calculus at an early age, we, you know, crazy stuff. You know, we used to go and get butterflies and name them, name their abdomens and find out all, you know, different type of things that really never made sense at the time. You know, books that were written by, you know, different authors that, you know, would never really help us in life. It's just about narrating stories and trying to find out answers about whether you've understood the story or not. But the education system there is definitely hard. Every time you come down here, it's like, damn, everybody who comes from Africa, they think that the education system is very, like... Easy. <laughs> easy, yeah. They really do think it's easy compared to what we were doing. We never had calculators. We used the log table, you know. Uh, even for scientific stuff, we always had a way of trying to calculate it the long way. So it wasn't the education system there was not easy there. But I did I did go into the GCE system, which is more like the American system after a while. Uh because now that's over there, the GCE system. Yeah, the okay. GCE system. I mean it's a more expensive school or whatever. And um with that one we were allowed to use calculators and stuff, but it's more like um you know it's it's a different system, but it's it's easier, and not easier as to say easy, but it's easier in the sense of it's easier than the eight four four system, and it's it's definitely the American system type of education, but it's not. I'm not saying that the American system is easy. It's just that that part of you know high school and primary school is the dynamic is just easier than you know it's easier than the eight four four system. That's what I can say. The 844 system is not forgiven. You only got one chance. One one test determines your life and when you want to be called to. And I think I think that whole general educational thing is kind of messed up in that way. Because a lot of people go through depression, some people just give up, you know. But that's life, man. Can I say? Yeah, <laughs> and people learn differently on top of that. Now eight four four, so the last four is that is that considered college? That's yeah, that's like now university. Okay. Of education because it's four years of college. Okay. Four years of high school, eight years of primary school. So it's not like the, we don't do the grade system. Sort of like the GC. The GC does the grade system. Yeah. Yeah. Now in Kenya, is there, are there a lot of, uh, what about like infrastructure? And I literally know nothing. I know nothing oh, about I Africa can, in general, I but. Can, I can tell you this, bro. Africa is. And I think that's and that's why it's really important not to put yourself in a box because I've had about a lot of Americans that 
belief that people still live in huts down there, or people are still like backward or something like that. Africa is really like advanced. And when I say advanced in the sense of, I remember when I was a kid, I had a cousin of mine whose dad was like, you know, he was a millionaire. And I can tell you this, I don't think of any kid in America that was living a better life than he was. He had, they had all the cars in the world. They had internet. They had Mnet. They had satellite dishes. They had aquarium walls. And that, this, we're talking Africa. You know what I'm saying? So, the, the, the light, the, 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 the misconception that they're kids. And uh, by the way, these kids st- come and study here and then they go back home every holiday. They come here like they just like flying back and forth. Yeah. So you can imagine like, so, so you know, obviously the level of advancement, even the way they think. And Africa being colonized and being a westernized country, there's a lot of westernization that has gone on in Africa in a lot of like, you know, things have changed. We have the same buildings we got there. I mean, we do, of course, we have more dark roads and we have more like whatever, but of course the cities are pretty much like Delaware or, you know, we have the same thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that fall into the misconceptions on certain countries, especially if I've never been there, I have no idea about it. But that you're right. Generally speaking, people, you know, have complete falsehoods about certain things that they have no idea about. Yeah. Based off of, I mean, I guess it comes from, unfortunately, TV or the yeah. media or the yeah. internet. And yeah. a lot of that shit's just not true. Yeah, I mean, and people need to also like put in the fact that, um, the media, like, and, and it's really dangerous and people don't understand this. If you're, if you're not, uh, if you don't have like a dynamic in what you're watching, like you don't have like different views of different things, then, and you're stuck into one like little box, you know, like I see people who watch Fox News 24-7, radicalized, and I see people who watch CNN 24-7 radicalized and you have people who watch MSBNC, you know, so if if you put yourself in that box where you don't even do your own research, I think that's the most dangerous thing that anybody can try and put themselves in. I agree because (laughs) everybody's got a different perspective in this world. And you got to be willing to listen to all types of perspectives so that you can actually make a decision for yourself. Exactly. And that's what's wrong with today's society is that just like you said, everybody's you know, you, you can't be open-minded and, and stand on one side for one issue and the other side for it's either you're in a box. Pretty much, pretty much. And, and it's, it's a shame, bro. It's, it's, you know, it's the society we live in now, you know, it's, yeah, if I believe that I'm a conservative one, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that all liberals are evil and liberals the same way, you know, so people gotta, people gotta open up to knowledge. You know, it's not, and I'm not just speaking about where I'm from. It's even where I'm from, it's the same thing. You know, we have these political heads that always play these like little chess pieces, piece games and play with people's minds. People got to start opening their minds and start thinking for themselves and start doing their own research and start, you know, learning things, man. Because a lot of people out there are so miseducated, even about Africa. Africa is one of the easiest and best. If you have money down there, you you're pretty much living a better life. What's what's the um give the give the audience an idea of like the conversion? So what can you get, say for what's how's the currency tr- the currency translate? So what can well, you one, get? One dollar one dollar is a hundred Kenyan shillings. Down there. 
And what can you buy with with a hundred guineas? Shillings, you can buy a couple of things. You can buy, uh, you know, you can buy. It's pretty much the same, you know. But the thing is, with the currency conversion alone, you can definitely live a better life, quality of life, and you know things are cheaper now. For example, I'll give you an example. When we grew up, we grew up with mates. We were paying them four thousand Kenya shillings a month. That's forty dollars a month. Wow. Forty dollars a month. Somebody's gonna live on forty dollars a month. Do they are they live in maids? Do they live there? They live there. Okay. They wash your clothes, they wash your car, they clean your shoes, they cook for you for forty dollars a month. I need one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That is why a lot of a lot of Kenyans when they come down here, they be lazy as fuck because they 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 used to be done for everything for them. And 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 that's what I was saying. And even the standard of living is different. So if you have money down there, bro, you you literally live your life because things are cheaper. You can afford a lot of things. You know, you can but the thing is now the country is of course now moving much more to the westernized kind of thing. And they value anything that is American. Anything that comes from America is like gold for them. So you see, there's a lot of because, and then there's lack of employment. There's that dynamic of lack of employment because we have politicians that have been stealing money down there. Like, you know, you, have, you hear politicians are getting paid like what, uh, eighty thousand dollars a month of salary wise, and and you're like, damn, and that's not the normal. Yet we have people out there who don't have food and don't have like even clothing and people don't have jobs. You hear people have graduated from schools and they can't even get a job. Lawyers, doctors, because these it's about who you know in the system. And the system is so run down. And then the corruption is crazy down there. So of course there's the ups and downs. And those are the downs of course of the you know being there. But other than that what about the television nowadays? Uh, television is is they have a couple of channels now. Uh, we got, uh, and then, if you, of course, if you have a little bit of more money, you can buy cable. Uh, people buy satellite dishes and stuff, and you can watch uh, DSTV, you can watch Movie Magic, all that stuff. You know, the stuff that, stuff. of course, they're not readily available here. I have access to them, funny enough, in my, because uh, I have NVIDIA, so I, ha- I can watch any type of news from any country right now. I can watch anything I want to watch. So, for me, I, ha- I, I put uh, NVIDIA Shield, and I'm watching any news from any country, whatever channels they have, I'm watching. So I I watch a lot of Kenyan news and it's always politics down there. Man. And people are just, the, the politicians down there have run down the country, bro. It's a shame. It's a shame to say that. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's on, uh, on steroids. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, yeah. It's on steroids there because they literally get funding for different projects and you get the funding is for... 2040, so make the pockets the money and decides, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, that money's mine now. Corrupt. You know, corrupt, you know, and they're getting it from the IMF. And some of these countries are obviously taking advantage. So what they do, they'll give us a loan and then they'll take some of the resources down there and say, if you don't pay by this time, these resources are ours. So they're pretty much selling the country. Foreigners, especially the Chinese. Chinese are everywhere. They, they, they're taking over. 
Yeah, it's that, that also sounds familiar, but I'm sure it's on steroids over there, oh, like you man, said. You have no idea. They're already trying to take the port. They're already trying to take the port, the the Kenya Port Authority. You try to take that. Which is crazy. Because they build the roads and stuff, so and they have a couple of things that they, you know, they, they they've invested in, so they definitely use that as a bargaining chip. Which is messed up, but hey, the few wealthy people that are there are the ones who are getting paid, they're the ones who live their life. You know, every, you hear MPs having five choppers, five helicopters each. What, military police? MP, what would you no, say? Uh, like the members of parliament. Oh, okay, members of parliament, okay. Members of, the, you know, they're like ministers, they're like people who go to, uh, you know, senators and stuff. Each of them has five choppers, bro. They got five helicopters. Flying all over the place. All over the place. Five chapels. <laughs> Off topic question, Phil. When you were a kid, or the majority of kids, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional sports athlete. What it? What about you when you oh, were growing me, up? I, I'm, I'm actually. A, I used to be a. I used to be a, a music artist. Okay. Yeah, I did a little bit of hip hop, Kenyan hip hop, bro. I even have my. I have some music in my YouTube. So I did that. And then I transitioned into, you know what, uh, I'm better off making the music. So I uh, decided to fly to South Africa, Cape Town, and I decided to do uh, sound engineering. Uh, I lived there for five years. Uh, it wasn't easy, but, you know, I, I did what I had to do. I did a lot of sound production. I did a lot of music composition. I did a lot of sound effects. I worked with a lot of directors. I did I did uh, sound effects uh, for the studios. I made movies uh, on the sound part. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I did a lot of live gigs. Um, you know, I was also a boom mic operator. And I also made some hip hop music. The only way I used to make money was making hip hop music and selling it to Tanzanians at the time. They loved my music. They loved the way I used to make my music. So they paid me, and that's how I survived. And then I did work as a, I worked at, as a, uh, as a waiter in a restaurant too down there. Uh, I was working for a restaurant called Ocean Basket. Um, yeah, man, Cape Town was beautiful. Cape, now Cape Town, I can. Almost, Where is Cape Town? Cape Town is in South Africa. Southern, like the really Southern Africa, right? Southern, south, I, I believe it's Southwest. Okay. And uh, it, it's it's a, the most beautiful uh, city you can ever be in. Uh, Cape Town is literally, they have a place that looks like Miami. They have a place that looks like LA. They have the mountains, the table mountains. They have, they, they got a lot of wine that goes down there. They got 500 acre malls. You know, you lose your car every time you go down there. Those guys are like on another level. And that's what I was trying to say. People need to start traveling, bro. People need to start traveling because people don't understand. When I, I hate it when an American comes and asks me, oh, do you have an elephant in, the, in your backyard? And do you live in the heart? And I'm like, bro, you need to come to Africa. Just come to Africa and experience it yourself. You know, we are always so used to going to Miami, California, New York. People need to start like expanding their minds and going to different places and traveling so that you can actually now, you know, discover how things, you know, what is happening around you because a lot of people don't know. 
No, a lot of people are, I mean, I would assume that a lot of people are like myself and really completely uneducated on the whole continent as a whole. Now in Cape Town, similar cost of living to Kenya are a lot more expensive. expensive. Yeah. Actually, Cape Town is one of the most expensive cities I lived in. I I stayed there for five years. It wasn't easy because I had it like scrap. Actually, at one point, I almost became homeless, but still going to school, which is weird. But that's how expensive it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't easy keeping up with that, but it, it was. It was worth the experience. I would love to go back to Cape Town. I would love to buy property down there. You know, I've been. Th- I'm actually thinking about doing that uh, in the near future. So that's one of my things that I'm trying to do. And uh, Cape Town was one. Of, I loved Cape Town. It's. It's just the culture is amazing. You know, it's, that's the thing. You have an advanced culture. In so many languages, you have the Africans, you have the Corsas, you have the Zulus, you have the you have the uh, Tswanas. There are so many dynamics when it comes to uh, tribes and and, and 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 languages and stuff. But at the same time, you have these advancement. The only thing I found out that was negative about uh, South Africa was the xenophobia. A lot of South Africans don't like foreigners, especially Africans that are coming into their country because they believe that, oh, they're coming to take their jobs. And you know, even have this incident where you had South Africans burning people down because, and burning businesses down if they thought that you are not from there, you know. And, uh, of course, the uneducation again, you know, the, the, the lack of inside the box, you know, being put in a box. That's where we go back to where people don't, uh, People don't uh, understand when if you don't if you don't understand something you fear it and stuff like that. And that's pretty much what happened, and that's because of apathy. You know, you know the one when the Dutch people came and colonized the country, they really you know messed people up. They really never educated. Uh, people are not allowed to be educated like that. Or if they they given education, they chose not to do it. Not to say that everybody in South Africa is like that. No. I'm not saying that all people are like that, but the people that are uneducated are the ones that are making these, you know, types of decisions and learning people and doing all that, you know. But I do have great respect for the country. I mean, I think they're doing well for themselves. Um, it's an advanced nation, you know, and I think they have a good leader now. I mean, he's a bit orthodox. He's also an orthodox guy. Because for him, he has zero tolerance for any foreigner that is, especially Westerner, that is in his country and stuff. But they, they pretty much have their freedom now. You know, I'm, I'm still hoping that their country is going to be much better and more conducive to foreigners, I hope, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a nice country. Yeah, South Africa is beautiful. It sounds beautiful. You know, minus the crime, though. In Johannesburg, there's a lot of crime. Pretoria, the capital city, beautiful, beautiful city. And and when I say these countries are pretty much like America, the roads are probably even better than here. You you can literally, in Cape Town, you can literally drink off the the sidewalks. Like the the, what I first thing, it's so you know the 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 the, the, the suburbs, same thing. They they their style of housing, California style of housing, you know. Palm trees, you know, white sands, blue oceans. It's just a mix. And then the culture, the, the, the food is just amazing. You know, the clubs, they have a 30 mile road full of clubs. 
whatever type of music you like, you, there's different clubs to go to in Cape Town. Because I, I, I was staying on Loop Street, and that, and then it leads all the way to the waterfront. And then at the waterfront, you have people who have yachts down there and shopping centers and hotels. And, and it's just amazing. It's it's different, but it's obviously westernized. It's really westernized. Um, actually, South Africa is one of the most westernized places. As always, thank you for tuning in to The Daily American. Stay tuned next Wednesday at 9 a.m. for the continuation of this episode.